Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, my loves? Listen, on this podcast, we talk a lot about emotional, mental, and spiritual health. But right now, I want to talk to you about the well-being of your body, physical health. Are you suffering from nagging health issues? Maybe you've got a persistent digestive problem. Maybe you've got skin breakouts or chronic pain. Or maybe you've just been feeling low energy, sluggish, and burnt out. Are you fed up with conventional doctors going through rushed appointments and being given more and more medications? You know, many people have been told their disease is incurable. And we actually know that Many chronic conditions are reversible when you treat the root cause. Wisdom Health is a revolutionary service that matches you with a leading functional medicine doctor to help you address your health issues. My dear, I found out that I had food sensitivities to things that I was eating every day, that my hormones were out of balance and I had gut issues. And I was so relieved to learn that there was a reason why I wasn't feeling my best. With Wisdom Health, your doctor will spend a full 60 minutes with you. That's right, a whole hour. And they will go deep into all your health issues to find solutions that truly work. Wisdom doctors help you to dive deep into your health with advanced tests and create a personalized plan just for you. Unlike conventional doctors, They use diet, advanced supplement guidance, and targeted lifestyle changes that help you address your real underlying health issues. Functional medicine can be extremely expensive, but Wisdom pre-negotiates industry-leading rates for you. Appointments with a functional medicine doctor are just $189, and a functional nutritionist are just $115. Join Wisdom today and book with your choice of amazing practitioners and start your journey back to full, vibrant well-being. Wisdom is truly a new universe of healthcare. Join today and get $100 off your first appointment at wisdomhealth.co slash sa. And that's wisdomhealth.co, C-O slash S-A-H. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show. The following podcast was recorded live on Quilt. Attachment, attachment in Buddhism is a very different concept than attachment uh, in the traditional sort of a psychoanalysis space, right? Attachment, uh, and, and that's why I felt like it was important to talk about attachment today because I think we're so 
profoundly um, attached to the old ways. What was what was usual? What was once what once made us feel good? We're still so attached to it, and we're still so desperately wanting that. You know, so we're kind of real. The world is reopening. We're just like, I need to go out and to eat in this way and to party in this way and to drink in this way and to shop in this way and to do things in this way because these familiar things have these familiar feelings and these familiar feelings is what I want. And anything that isn't that, I want away from my face. And if you're not on this own board with me, to move on in the same style, to go, want to go out and do these things and kind of and, and go back to what was familiar, then get out of my face. I'm seeing so much of that, you know, and it, it's really interesting that that we're not questioning. We're not questioning our lack of authenticity. We're not questioning our, 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 our desperate need to still to, to pretend that a pandemic never happened. We're so attached to, to old ways of feeling, thinking, uh, speaking, and acting still because these ways are familiar to us, you know? So attachment in Buddhism is, is, is a clinging, is a craving, is, is, is a constant feeling um, that, that it's, a, it's, a, it's a desperate it's a desperate sense to please our senses, you know. Are we, are we communicating? I was just landing for you guys so far. So a desperate need to please the senses, right? So much of, of the pandemic, we're pleasing our senses by watching nice things, by hearing nice things, by eating nice things, by smelling nice things, right? By touching nice things. Like this insatiable, desperate uh, craving to please our senses is perpetuating suffering in our lives in such a profound way that if we're not looking inside, radically bringing balance into our internal world, our sensors are our, our sense our, our sense are going to create more wobble, more distraction more trauma, more pain, more suffering. Unless you train your senses in, uh, in, 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 in uh, congruency, in alignment with your heart's needs, you're going to allow, you're going to unintentionally let your senses kind of run and ruin the show. So you're going to want to be seeing nice things constantly and attached to only seeing nice things. Or watching things that are pleasing your senses and listening to things like that, right? Oftentimes we may we may be wanting to listen to gossip and watch destructive things, you know, and then we want to be eating ice cream while we do it. So it's our senses are so are so um, are so uh, colonized with all of this unintentional harm and unintentionally dysfunction. You know, like where we are watching a horror movie. So we're, we're, we're indulging our sense. We're pleasing our senses because we want to watch a horror movie because we want to stay sort of in this, in this intoxicated feeling of fear. That's why we're watching that horror movie. While we're doing that, we need to be eating ice cream. So we're pleasing 
our desperate need to experience a sugar rush because we perceive a sugar rush to be to be uh to be happiness right attachment is the way that the it's 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 a very big concept right in buddhism it said that we have attachment and we have aversion meaning we have cravings and we have anger or hatred right so we attach to things that are good and we push away the things that are not and the core reason why we do that is because we're ignorant right so part of the part of my practice in the morning is to breathe out out of one nostril all the attachment out of my body and then breathe out all the aversion out of my body and then to both nostrils together breathe out all the ignorance out of my body right so that's how i start my meditation practice um, in the morning. It's, it's part of the instructions that my guru has given me. So today I kind of want to just go, go around and kind of give you a vast view of how attachment plays out, especially in the world, kind of like post-pandemic world, you know, how we are so desperate to please our senses, you know, how we're not aware of this constant sense of dissatisfaction that's so pervasive in our lives. You know, this constant sense that something isn't right with me, with the world, with these people. So I need to add something else, you know, like I'm having dinner with a friend, not in my case, but you may be that person that I'm speaking to. You may be having dinner with a friend and all of a sudden you say, oh, my God, let's have a drink because it's going to make the situation better. You may be hanging out with a friend at a park and you say, "Okay, let's smoke a joint because that's going to make the situation better. You know, this, there's, there's this constant, desperate need to add something else. That things are not okay as they are. You know, that things are good, but I need to make them better. You know, something is always missing. And then on the other side of that, we are exaggerating the deliciousness of the people, of the things in our lives that we perceive are going to make us happy. You know, I need to see this friend because this person is going to make me happy. I need to do this thing because this thing is going to make me happy. I need to to buy this thing and experience this thing because this is what's going to make me happy. This constant, elaborated and decorated um, perception that something out there will make us feel something inside. That something out there is going to fill the void that we have inside of us, right? This massive expectation that happiness is coming from something out there, you know? Is this landing for you? Are we communicating? Is this landing for you? Yeah? Very well. This is a, this is a, this is a really big concept. And once you recognize of this desperate um desperate need to please your senses, this constant sense of dissatisfaction in your life, that something's always missing, and how you are constantly exaggerating the deliciousness in people and in things because you perceive that they will make you happy, you know. Once you recognize this and you're able to instill a pause or invite um, a breath in there, everything starts to change. You know, your senses are no longer, what happens is, is a variety of different things, right? 
when you are extremely calibrated, when you are extremely calibrated, here's what happens. When you are living from your heart, when your mind is has developed a, a high level of concentration, when, you, when your mind and heart have developed a high level of communion and partnership and merger together, your senses, whatever is coming in through your senses, it will be translated through the heart. So if you're seeing something traumatic happening out there, you're going to be able to actually immediately translate it through the lens of the heart. You know, when you're looking at suffering through the lens of the heart, you're going to be able to see suffering. You're going to be able to see the origin of suffering. And in that very same, in that very same blink of an eye, you're going to be able to see wellness. So you're going to be able to see wellness, the origin of suffering, and, 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 and what is the suffering? You know, what is the suffering, the origin of the suffering? And wellness, and, perf and perfect health, and perfect love, and perfect vitality, right? All in the same moment. That's when your mind is completely calibrated. You're going to be able to hear suffering and be able to go through those three layers that I just mentioned. You know, oh, okay, I hear suffering. I'm not deflecting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not neglecting. I'm not avoiding it. I'm hearing it. Okay, this is painful. I can see the origin of the pain. And then I can see wellness in that same sound, right? Same thing when we see, when we hear, anything that's coming through our senses, when we are extremely calibrated, we're going to be able to, to, to immediately see those three layers, right? Suffering, the origin of suffering, and wellness, and perfect, perfect health, perfect vitality, perfect happiness, right? In that same breath, in the same moment. So that's someone who's perfectly, who's, who has, who has a, a very, very disciplined practice, right? Now, someone who doesn't have a very disciplined practice, who is, um, who is not calibrated, will, will, will do will do a variety of different things. They're going to turn a blind eye on oppression and only want to see nice things. They're going to they're going to turn they're going to turn their ear off. They're going to have profoundly selective hearing when it comes to someone ex sharing unburdening themselves and sharing their pain with you. Right? Because they only want to hear what they want to hear that will please them. Right. And now someone who is profoundly calibrated, their senses are not, not only going to be able to translate suffering and to, in that same breath, see perfect health. Right. As I said before, and they're also going to their senses are going to be orienting them on the direction of more wellness, deeper states of wellness, deeper states of perfect health. You know what I mean? Is this is this landing for you? So. Right now, you may be profoundly attached to pleasing your senses in a way that is creating disharmony in your inner world. Right now, you may be profoundly attached with pleasing your sense in a way that's creating more craving, more sugar rushes, more, more and more desperate, insatiable clinging, you know? So as we're talking about attachment, I need you to just notice. Look inside. Get to know your inner world. You know? What is it that you're hooked on? What is it that you're attaching, attaching yourself to and holding on to it like your life depends on it? 
You know, who are the people, the place, and the things in your life that you are clinged, clinging on to because you think that your well-being depends on them? You know, who are the people, places, and things, and behaviors that you're so desperately clinging on to because you perceive them it that will lead you to perfect health for well-being you know notice where you have this like massive expectation that someone out there will make you feel something in here that something out there will fill the void inside of you you know Notice if you are someone who's constantly dissatisfied about every single circumstances, that there's something that there at every moment there's always something that could be better. That at every moment there's nothing that you're just in this constant state of dissatisfaction, constantly going through life saying, oh, I wish I had this thing. I wish I had that car. I wish I had the, that body. I wish I had that skin color. I wish I talked like this. I wish I walked like that. I wish my hair was like this. This enormous sense of dissatisfaction is ruining your life. Because when you experience a sense of dissatisfaction, what happens? You see a coffee shop, you're like, oh, the coffee's going to make me feel better. You see an ice cream truck, you're like, oh, the ice cream's going to make me feel better. You see a bodega, you're like, okay, let me get some cigarettes because that's going to make me feel better. You know? You come home from a whole day of, of, of elaborating and decorating your dissatisfaction, entertaining your dissatisfaction. You come home, you're going to want to eat a huge bowl of pasta with a glass of wine, multiple glasses of wine perhaps, because that will, that will, that will dissipate the dissatisfaction and that will fill the void, right? Are we communicating? Is this landing for you? Is this landing for you? Right? Is that landing for you? So attachment is a desperate clinging and craving to please our senses. And it's, a, it's an emotional hunger to only experience pleasant feelings. You know, in Buddhism, in Buddhist psychology, it said that there's three textures to feelings, right? Pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. And we have, because of, because of our ignorance, because of our partial view of who we are, of what we are and what life is, we overly identify the truth of who we are with a passing feeling. So when we're experiencing a pleasant feeling, we say, I am happy. So therefore, I am a happy person. Therefore, my life is good. When I'm experiencing an unpleasant feeling, I am sad. Therefore, I'm a sad person. Therefore, my life is sad. That mindset is the mindset of attachment. It's the mindset of, a, of, of someone who's untrained, you know, who doesn't have harmony, who has, whose mind is filled with ignorance. And we're all, we, I remember what I said earlier, that the core, you know, the core culprit of our, of our suffering is our ignorance, right? So don't think that I'm attacking you by, 
by by saying ignorant. We all are. I'm profoundly ignorant in a variety of different ways, right? Because I'm still hung up on all these, on so many things. I'm still hung up on so many things. I still have so much partial view in so many things. But I have tools to get back. I have tools to open myself back up again and again and again and again. That's what, that's what I have to offer myself in the world, right? So when you're experienced, when, when you have a, an emotional hunger to only experience pleasant feelings, that is attachment running and ruining your life. When you have started to delete attachment from your mind, when sadness, when, when an unpleasant feeling arises or when, a, when a, um, a neutral feeling arises, right? You're not saying, oh, it's neutral, therefore I'm boring, therefore my life is boring. An unpleasant feeling arises. You're not saying, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm angry. Therefore, my therefore I'm an angry person. Therefore, my life is is just a message of anger." Um, or, or when you're actually experiencing emotional hunger, you're going a level deeper, and you're saying, "Oh my God, this thing, uh, this 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 pleasant feeling that's present right now. Oh my God, I need to do everything in my power." To sustain this feeling. I need to do everything in my power to hold on to this feeling. So what happens? We experience an, a pleasant feeling and then we need to do everything in our power. So we, we go from, from, from experiencing a pleasant, pleasant feeling to then going to do every single thing we perceive and we have glamorized and glorified and exaggerated all those people placing things in our lives that are going to that sustain this deliciousness. So we are immediately running to them, to those things, to those behaviors, to those experiences, because we believe that they will able they will help us to sustain uh, the, sustain that pleasant feeling. Is this communicating? Is this lending? Is this communicating to you? Is this opening you up? So whenever you are experiencing a pleasant feeling, oh, this feels pleasant. Wonderful. What else is here? Breath in, breath out. The next moment, what else is here? Breath in, breath out. Next moment, what else is here? Breath in, breath out. The problem is we think that the spiritual path is about doing everything we can to sustain pleasant feelings. That is completely ignorant. That is completely flawed. That is what bubblegum spirituality of Instagram tells you. But when you're looking at a, a traditional, um, a pure lineage, right? when you're looking at, at, at mystical traditions that are, are born out of, out of, out of, out of, um, out of hours and hours and years and years and years and, and thousands and thousands of people devoting their lives to discovering the truths of life, the true nature of reality, the true nature of their minds, the true nature of their hearts, right? Like the lineage that I study in Buddhism, it is said to be, it is said to, it is, it is said to, um, to be, I forgot where I was going with this, but point point I'm point I'm making now is recognizing that the spiritual path 
isn't about sustaining and holding on and attaching yourself to pleasant feelings. It's about recognizing that a feeling doesn't define who you are, doesn't define your, your day, doesn't define your life. A pleasant feeling or an unpleasant feeling or a neutral feeling that when you are a disciplined practitioner, what happens is you recognize that even a pleasant feeling cannot encompass, you know, the, the truth of who you are. You know, that, that a pleasant feeling is so small in contrast to who you are at the base of your being, how vast you are at the base of our being, you know. Like, we need to recognize that we are so much bigger and so much wider and so much vaster. I don't know if that's even a word, but so enormous in contrast to a passing, transient feeling, you know. So when we are disciplined practitioners of the, of, of, of the Dharma, of the path, we're able to recognize, oh shit, I'm hooked. I'm attached to this thing. I have perceived this thing to be the sole proprietor of my happiness. And now I'm saying that this feeling is who I am at the base of my being. But feelings can't hurt who you are at the base of your being. Feelings can't, feelings uh, uh, pleasant or unpleasant, they have no way of, 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 of changing who you are at the base of your being. Does that make sense? So the spiritual path is not about sustaining a pleasant feeling. The spiritual path is about learning how to relate to every feeling. The spiritual path is about learning to purify our minds so much that our senses are not running and ruining the show. It's about noticing this, this constant sense of dissatisfaction that something is constantly missing. It's learning to rest in the present moment with what is and be enormously grateful. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So notice if you have this emotional hunger that you can't sit with what is. And maybe what is right now is unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. This desperate emotional hunger is moving you away from the opportunities to transform and heal your pain that's stuck in your body, that is lingering in the background of your mind. Because every time you meet the present moment, you are in the here and the now, you may experience a rush of unpleasant sensations, a rush of unpleasant feelings. But what do you do in that moment? You run away from it. You, you allow attachment to permeate and orient your life and your mind. Therefore, you run to the ice cream. You run to the coffee. Nothing wrong with the coffee or the ice cream. But if that's become your way of distracting yourself from unpleasant feelings, then something has to change. No feeling is too big that it can harm you. What harms you is your relationship to your feelings. No feeling can harm you. 
What harms you is how you relate to them. You know? And oftentimes, we're relating to them with, with attachment. When that pleasant feeling arises, I put all my eggs in that one basket. I cling to it. I crave it. I make that my mission in life to sustain that pleasant feeling. And when things are unpleasant, oh my God, I'm pushing it away. I'm doing everything I can to get it out of my face to make sure it never exists again. And I'm running in the direction of, of, of everything that's the, that, that brings about pleasantness. That constant running from one thing and running towards this other thing, that is attachment and aversion. That is ruining your life. Can you be with what is? Can you actually lay out in your yard for 30 minutes just looking up at the sky without having to do anything? Without feeling like something is missing. Oh, I need music. Oh, I need an incense. Oh, I need a crystal. Oh, I need to drink a little bit of this. Oh, I need that. I need this. Can I just experience everything for what is? Fleeting. Transient. Passing. Changing. Can I learn to navigate all the changes that are constantly happening? without resisting change. So this goes back to what I've been talking about a lot lately, is our inability to navigate change. Because in, in one moment, in literally 60 seconds, you can go from a pleasant feeling to a neutral to an unpleasant. And we are, we are resisting that change. By resisting that change, what are we doing? We're, we are saying, uh-uh, honey, unpleasant feeling and neutral feelings. No, I'm going to resist the change of my internal season. And I'm going to hold on to the pleasant feelings that are here. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to hang on to them. Because my life depends on it. That is ruining your life. You got to calibrate your inner world. You got to develop your mind. You have to train your mind. So much so. Anytime you notice that you're clinging for this emotional hunger for pleasant feelings. And you are, and you are constantly trying to change everything and everyone. It's always you have this desperate sense of dissatisfaction. You know. And you're constantly exaggerating people place in things as as the you're exaggerating their deliciousness because by you exaggerating your del their deliciousness you are tricking yourself to believe that they are the the key holders of your happiness right and then noticing how do you relate to challenges. How do you relate when you don't hear nice things, when you don't taste nice things, when you don't smell nice things, when you don't see nice things, when you don't think nice things, when you don't feel pleasant things? What happens? Do you do everything in your power to run away from them? 
Or can you hang because you know that it would all change? That change is constant. That it's all transient. Right? Like that. So take inventory. Take inventory. You know, because the ways that attachment, this craving and this clinging, they're so subtle. But they're running and they're ruining your life, my love. You know. I haven't mastered the attachment thing. But I'm aware of it. And there are times that I still, you know, reach for the things. No drugs and alcohol anymore. But I have different kinds of cravings and different kinds of of, of, of clinging. You know. But I want you to take a radical look at your own life. And just like get to know all the ways that attachment is cluttering your perception of reality, you know. You buy a piece, you buy a cake, you know, or you, you buy one piece of cake and you eat it really quickly and it makes you, it, all, it, 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 all these pleasant feelings arise, right, because of the, the, the chemistry of how our body processes sugars and, and, and carbs and all the things that, are, that, are, that come together to make the cake. You immediately buy a second one because you think that will sustain that happiness. And you buy another one. And by the time you finish eating the third, you start to feel nauseous. That is the perfect example, you know, of how we are desperately attaching ourselves to people, place, and things because we have exaggerated their deliciousness. So just take time to just like notice, you know, what is it that I'm, that I'm clinging on to, that I'm craving? And what is this craving is addressing you know, what is it that I'm, that I, what is it that I could do right now that would like anchor me in a present moment and not, and not urge me to go and get more of this or do more of that and say more of this, you know. Bring the pause into your life, my loves. Bring the pause into your lives. Notice how often you are, you know, glorifying, glamorizing, exaggerating people's qualities in your life. And it's great that you could see someone's um, radical potential, so much so that it over, that it, that it's it, it, it literally over, um, 
overpowers their current reality, right? That you're able to see someone's potential so brightly that it literally it literally blinds you away from seeing their present reality. That's attachment speaking. That isn't the truth. That isn't that isn't an evolved. That isn't that is not a sign of wellness. That is not a sign of well-being. That is a sign of attachment, right? Now when your mind is free of attachment, you're able to see someone's present reality and see, wow, there's all this like fucked up shit happening. And in that very same moment, still engage and flirt and touch base with with their potential, which is the same potential that you and I have to become a Buddha, right? Like that, like that. That's a mind that's free of attachment. It's a mind that's not like glorifying their potential, you know, without checking in with their present circumstances, with the life that they're creating for themselves right now. You know, see how often you do this in your life. But you got to know, you got to deeply know, who, who are you putting on a pedestal? Who are you exaggerating their deliciousness without being aware of their present reality? You know? Like that. Like that. Are we communicating? Is this landing for you? Is this landing for you? Like that. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you. Bye.